Hi, it's Robin McMahon here. I'm the host of Parenting Our Future. And if you're listening to this podcast, I want to thank you so much for being here. I also want you to know that I'm a former angry mom. I used to yell and rage and threaten and punish my kids because I wasn't getting the cooperation or the behavior that I felt I should be getting. And I struggled for many years, not knowing how to change or knowing what to do differently. It wasn't until I found the world of peaceful parenting that I learned why my kids acted the way they did and also why I was so angry and triggered. I was able to heal my anger and leave my triggers behind so that I could focus on being the calm and confident parent I always expected myself to be. I can tell you that feeling connected to your kids is the best feeling in the world. My two boys are teenagers now, and we have a strong relationship that is rooted in deep connection. And where there is connection, there's cooperation. Parenting is the most important job we do, but it's the hardest job we do. And we do it without understanding the fundamentals of the way our kids grow and develop. We do it without knowing the way their brains work or what their behavior is actually really telling us. So it's no wonder it's so hard. And it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say, this is harder than I thought it would be. And that's where I come in. I can help you and I can support you so that you can have the cooperation and enjoy being a parent. You can book a free call with me on my website, parentingforconnection.com. And if you want to download my free guide, how to turn a no into cooperation, go to triggerfreeparents.com. I really hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Hello, everybody. It's Robin McMahon here. Welcome back to another episode of Parenting Our Future. Our future, our children are so lucky to have somebody like Heather Hester in this world. She is my guest today, and I just love this woman, and I love the work that she's doing wholeheartedly. So let me tell you a little bit about her first, and then you get to hear her actually talk. Um, So Heather Hester is a podcast host and an advocate and coach for parents and allies of LGBTQIA plus adolescents and young adults. She believes that the coming out process is equal parts beautiful and messy. She works with her clients to let go of fear and feelings of isolation so that they can reconnect with themselves and their child in a meaningful, grounded way, as well as move through their coming out process with understanding and love. I love it so much. She's a writer and she's a mom of four. Two of those, two of her kiddos are LGBTQIA. um, And she is there to help educate us all and really help us navigate this this coming out process for our children. And I just want to welcome you, Heather. Thank you for being here and thank you for your work. Thank you for having me, Robin. I am, I'm so excited to be here and to chat with you and, and your audience and um, yeah, just share a little bit of, of what I do and why and why it's important. So thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. And you know, all of my life, I would say I've been, you know, there's always been somebody gay in my life, to be really honest. And, um, you know, I, 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 I know that I have always been accepting my very best friend. And, and I, I've, I've talked about this before. My very best friend in high school is now a trans male. 
you know, I always knew my friend was gay, didn't necessarily know that he was trans. And I mean, it was an adjustment. And I always have considered myself really open, really accepting. And then I was surprised at my feelings and my reaction when, with his permission, I'm I'm sharing the story that my one of my boys uh, is bi, and it came out of nowhere for me, and I I, I was surprised at how I took it. To be honest, I mean, I was so good when he told me and he just told me, which is great. Like he didn't, he's like, well, I just like, you know, maybe you can tell dad for me. Right. <laughs> That's kind of how he was. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, okay. And you know, my husband and I have always talked about it. Like no matter what, like we are there for our kids. We don't, it doesn't matter to me. And then I was like, oh, I did not see that coming. I just didn't see it coming. And so I, I'm surprised. I'm a little disappointed in myself that it wasn't like, I mean, it's not like, I don't know. I, I'm having a hard time even articulating it. Obviously, like this is real for me. Um, and I have no problem with it. Like at all, I think it's fine. I'm just so surprised. Like my boys were always boy boys. They were, you know, really. And, and I just like, as he's become a teenager, I do see a difference. And it's just a surprise to me. So there, there it is. I just marked it out for you. <laughs> I love it. No, I'm glad. Thank you for sharing that because I think that your reaction is absolutely the more common reaction. Um, it was my reaction. I think even more so because I did come from a background um, where it was not accepted at all. And, um, and, and so not only was I shocked. Like I remember my like very initial feeling was like, Ooh, did not see that coming. And like immediately, like everything that I've been like programmed with, right. Cannot be right. There's no way that any of that's right. But it was this whole like shift and what I've come to, you know, that was five and a half years ago. So I've had a little time right. to like, Ooh. yeah. Um, but what I think this is such a common reaction if you don't see, even if you do see it coming, right? Because there are there are several things that just as parents, we are always worried about our kids in some way, right? So we're yeah. always like kind of like, and one of the things that I think is really, really important, something that I learned right away within that first six months was it's okay to be like, it sounds like you were like kind of internally, like, holy cow, I didn't see this coming. Mm -hmm. And, um, but externally you were like, totally I'm on board. Let's go. Let's do this. It's cool. I'm on, right. So that's kind of how we were too. So I was internally like, oh, whoa. Okay. Like tons of shifts need to happen. And there were a lot of, you know, internal, you know, biases that I needed to work through and, um, just things that I needed to shift and unlearn and then reeducate myself and all of these pieces. But what, one of the things that came out of that is, um, that it's really important as parents that we allow ourselves time to grieve. And mm -hmm. I, I call it like the grieving of the movie reel mm -hmm. because, um, you know, when our kids are born, it automatically starts like this movie reel, right. Of how we kind of, we, 
picture their lives to be, you know, based on, you know, a number of factors, right? Like what they're interested in, what, how they're built. I mean, like a million different things go into this and it's so subconscious. And because we currently live in a heteronormative society, the default is our kid is going to be straight, right? That's just like the automatic assumption, unfortunately, that is what we are working to educate true. It's true. and change, but it's a true fact. It's a reality. So when this happens, I think probably most of the time, it's not that you're like, my kid can't be gay or trans or whatever, right? It's more like, oh, okay, I've got to like change how I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's taking that time, which is really, really important to be like, okay, this is how I envisioned things up to this point and, and going into the future, right? That's not how it's going to be. And that's okay. Because mm-hmm. it, what is going to be is, you know, equally, if not more beautiful, because the, the truth is your kid has now shared something very personal and very, you know, part of their authentic self. And if they are able to, from whatever point they're sharing this with you, then move and, you know, forward in their life and grow in their life as their true authentic self. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Like the Mm -hmm. outcome is, is just extraordinary. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, so cut yourself some slack for that because (laughs) it is a normal, natural reaction. And I don't, don't should on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you said should, you didn't. Yeah, just. I did. I said should. I did not say. Because I could also do the other thing all over myself too, but I mean, (laughs) I I won't. And, and, you know, the thing is, is that it, it's, it took me by surprise so much, but because I know people like you and I've, you know, I've talked to other beautiful experts and I've written about, uh, supporting your LGBTQ and trans child, you know, well, not anyway, your trans child. I'm so awkward when I talk about it. I feel like, uh, I don't have, I I don't have all the right things or ways to say it, but anyway, I'm trying. And, uh, and the first thing I, well, not the first thing, but I I just said to him, like, I, I really was so surprised. And I just said, like, how do you know? And, um, and I know that sounds like a really ignorant question, but this is a kid who really struggles with anxiety, had really stopped going to school for a while. So in other words, he didn't leave the house for a while. Right. And, uh, and I'm like, you're not even around anybody. And then (laughs) then we also know the influence of pornography as well can really, and really mess up what we see, uh, like really can mess us up our mind up and, and, and can just make us question different things. And, um, and I do have, uh, you know, I, I have a client that, uh, her daughter was addicted to pornography unbeknownst to her for, for a while. And she thought she was gay. And then I thought, well, maybe it's this, you know, what could it be? But I do see now, you know, so I guess uh, really ineloquent, ineloquently what I'm trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) My gosh, I'm having a hard time. I love it. No, is, is like, I guess I was like, is this just a phase? Is this just some external influence or is this really you? And I think that's where I was. And I also know from somebody else that, um, that, that I've spoken to it's insistent, persistent, and consistent. 
you know, yeah. and, and, and I that's, just checked that's in with what him I was going to say. Morning. Yeah. Yeah. I just checked in with him this morning and I'm like, Hey, I'm talking to my friend, Heather, and this is what she does. And I said, like, would it be okay? Like, are you still, <laughs> and are you still <laughs> I just wanted to check in? Cause we haven't talked about it. Cause he just, he's like, I just want people to just know it. It doesn't like, I don't want to make a big deal out of it. I don't want to be coming out about it. I just like, I just wish I could just let everybody, you know, just know this is who I am. Right. And so he was totally right. cool with it, but I did want to check in because we haven't talked about it for a while. There isn't anybody in his life. Right. right. So we'll just start it back up again. So, oh, this is, yeah. Anyway, this is me it's... just barfing out my reality. No. Well, and that so the reality way. is it's messy. Like it's, it's never like this neat little package of how it works. Right. It's oh always going to be messy. And I think we're like afraid of being messy, but it, That's why I use that word so much because there's not a better word to describe it. I mean, there probably are more eloquent words to describe it, but I just think like, if you like come to terms and, and really embrace that, like knowing that it's going to be messy, it's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to say the wrong thing. That's okay. I'm surprised that I am this way. Like I, 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 I honestly never in a million years would have thought that I'd be like, really, you know, I just, I, I, I've surprised myself. And, you know, and I guess what I'm trying to say too, like you, like you're saying is you can't over-prepare for something like this. You can't think your way through it just in case. Right. When, if it really is a reality for you, it's going to go down for you differently for everybody, right? It's It's different different for for everybody. Every single person. Yes. Yes. And, um, I think one of the, so there are a couple of things, like, I love that you checked in with him because that's like such a, that's such an important thing. And it's not so much that you are, I, it's more like, is it okay if I talk about this? Right. And I think they always appreciate, like, I know my kids, the same thing, like where I, I'm always like, okay, I'm going to be doing this today, or I'm writing about this. Is it okay if I talk about this particular piece or if I talk about, you know, your coming out story or whatever it is? Um, And so I think that's just like, that's a great thing for just establishing a really lovely line of communication because there's so many unsaid things in that. Right. Mm. Um, And then also, you know, we did, we did all of these same things. Are you sure? Yeah. We asked that question. Are you sure? So don't beat yourself up. If you've asked that question, it, it happens. And, and I think partially it happens out of shock. It happens. I mean, Like you just said, you can't, it's not something that you're going to be like, okay, I need to prepare just in case. The reason why you you do what you do and I do what I do is just to like, it's kind of that whole, you know, like when we read when we were pregnant, what to expect when you're expecting, there's like a million things that could happen. Right. So what to expect when you're raising kids, like right this age. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Right. And one of the things that I think is really important to realize is that when your child comes out to you, they have likely been thinking about it for a really long time. It's yeah. not a, um, like they just woke up that morning and were like, ah, I think I'm gay. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so even though for us, it's like, Oh, this is brand new information, right. For them, you know, like we know with Connor, it was he'd been thinking about it for three years by the time he told him, right? Like that was something that in his head was just going round and round and round for three years, which, so, um, 
you know, I don't think that's the the norm, but I, I do know um, just in, you know, working with so many people and just with the research out there, this is, this is, this is what it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and look, the most important thing to me is that my kids grow up to be resilient and to, you know, have good lives to choose compassion over, you know, violence, you know, all of the things. And, and so this to me, who you love isn't, you know, the fact that you love is what I care about. Right. And so, you know, I don't, you know, it's not about me. And I also, I, I embrace it. Like, that's exciting to me. You know, like I can see the future where, you know, if he's, you know, bringing home a guy, like that's fine with me. I have no problem with that at all. And in fact, I think it might be kind of fun. Right. So, I mean, I, you know, you can't help but project yourself into the future. And I also am really bringing myself into this moment here and saying, you know what, look, it it is what it is until it is something different, right? Right. If it ever is, right? And because I think that a lot of us, you know, you say like, how do you know? And I think you also think, is this going to last? Is this just a phase? Like, are you sure? Right. And I know I mentioned that earlier, right? And so I think for those parents that may be facing this and maybe wondering, is this just a phase? Because there is so much more about, uh, you know, you just scroll through social media and there's a lot um, about LGBTQIA plus. And you kind of wonder, is it outside influences or is it true? Right. Do you you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Absolutely. And that is a very, um, I've actually worked with a couple of people recently that, you know, were, were very concerned that that was the driving reason. Right. And, um, certainly I think that, um, there is potentially an influence. What I think more is that it is so great for kids to see that, that Mm -hmm. the representation, it's great for them to be able to see themselves in someone else and be like, Oh, like the way I'm feeling on the inside, the way I'm thinking, the what I'm, who I'm attracted to, there's somebody else that looks just like that or feels just like that. Or, you know, so being able to identify yeah. and be like, oh, huge. wow, like having that representation is huge. So I think that is a much bigger piece. Mm. And that is why we're seeing kids come out and perhaps even at younger ages, because they're like, Oh, I'm not by myself. Like this isn't mm-hmm. a singular thing. There's not something wrong with me. I'm not broken, right? There's like there's there's somebody else out there that looks like me. And and yeah. you know, and too like and I I've been a big proponent of, you know, literature and seeing representation in literature and really keeping mm-hmm. those books around and that's such a big thing right now too. And and how important that is for a kid to be able to read a book and be like Oh my gosh, you know, and I've talked to Connor about that, who, you know, he's 22 now, but like, how would that have been when you were in middle school, if you could have picked up a book and been like, oh, like this kid's gay too. And Mm. it's okay. And, you know, and so he's like, of course that would have been amazing. And I think the positive side of that is when there is more of this you know positive literature and positive positive things mm-hmm. on social media because we know there are, are also the flip side mm-hmm. um it does keep them away from 
pornography and mm-hmm. the negative because they're it keeps them away from the super dangerous apps that are so easily accessible and so easily to lie and say that you're at a different age, right? I mean, that's a whole nother topic for another day. But I think that this is like a piece that people kind of miss where they're like, no, we don't want anything anywhere. Well, it's really actually good to have the really positive representation out there because we want that for our kids, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think the important thing too is to know that it isn't about just seeing some feeds with um with with LGBTQ people is not enough to make you or your child gay. Right. Oh, like to well, be just like, really blunt, right? Exactly. I mean, think about it. Like if I were to watch one, is that gonna make me gay? No, no. it's gonna what it's gonna do potentially is make me more compassionate or have a deeper right. understanding of a topic that I don't understand very well yet, or you know, fill in the blank. So, you know. Well, and I've always, I've always said to anybody, you know, in the past, you know, why would you choose that? That really is a more difficult route. And we have statistics, right? If you look at the Trevor project, 45% of LGBTQ youth have seriously considered suicide in the past year. So half of those youth are thinking of killing themselves. So, you know, we're talking about something that is killing our kids and therefore we have to respond in the right way and respect them in the right way. And and when I say in the right way, it is messy and imperfect, just like my experiences. Right. But having people like you to help us through this is what we need. And I just, what is your podcast? Let's just make sure people know that you have a podcast dedicated to this, which I've been on. Yeah, (laughs) I do. Um, As a matter of fact, um, it's called just breathe parenting your LGBTQ teen. And um, it is, Oh my gosh, I think that I have, you know, over 70 episodes out there now. So there are, there's plenty of content um, for, you know, whatever you want to learn about, whatever you're curious about. Um, And I think that's, you know, such a, a lot of times we're afraid to ask questions out loud, which is one of the big reasons I created this because it's to, you know, you can listen to this in your AirPods and, and, you know, learn and get some understanding and then come up with more questions that you, you know, want to know the answer to. So, um, lots of stuff out there. Thank you for, thank you for asking. Yes, that is. Well, it's important that if, look, if you're listening to this, (laughs) I haven't turned it off yet because I'm so (laughs) awkward. (laughs) <laughs> then you get to know all about, um, all about Heather. And I mean, obviously all of your links and everything like that will be in the show notes. So please check out the show notes because they will be there. And, um, you know, the, the thing is we, we owe it to our kids. Look, we, <laughs> we have to affirm and accept who they are no matter what. Right. And we say affirming, meaning you're saying, yes. yes, that is who you are versus accepting, which means, uh, there's something wrong with you, but I'm going to accept it anyway. Correct. Less than one in three transgender and non-binary youth found their home gender affirming as well, meaning their parents rejected them. Correct. Right. And that, that is where we see these, these rates of suicide, right? Uh, We do. We do so much more. I mean, it doubles for trans 
youth. It does. Everything pretty, I mean, you know, kind of across the board doubles for kids who are transgender. Um, One of the statistics that I do love though, and I think, I know you, I know you have it right there is the difference between um, what a difference being supportive and affirming can make. So a child who comes out as LGBTQ and a home that is affirming as opposed to a child who does not it, I think it almost cuts that in half. Is that correct? Robin, according to that, I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, it's, uh, so I'm looking at the Trevor project right now and it says LGBTQ youth who live in a community that is accepting of LGBTQ people reported significantly lower rates of attempting suicide than those who do not. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't give a, it doesn't give a number, but it is significantly lower. So, and, and, you know, we just know that from just anecdotally. Right. We know that. So, um, and from, a, and from a peaceful parenting perspective, right. From, yeah. from the way that I live and teach, you know, this is about us not running our own agendas. Our kids will reject us and we don't have a choice whether they're going to be doctors or lawyers or construction workers or whatever. All like we have to, we just have to accept it all. And if we keep running our own agenda, our our kids will reject us. Yes. And absolutely, the point of raising a family not just about the first eighteen years, but it's for the years to come, for decades, right? Mm-hmm. We we sometimes forget that we do want to have a relationship with our kids for the rest of our lives. Right. So that is so important to know that our child has roots that are within their family that are safe, that they can come to you at any time. That's the antidote for all of this for, you know, for a lot of this, I I wouldn't say a hundred percent there's mental illness. And if you can't have access or you don't have access to support for mental illness, you know, that can create some, some things. And that's often layered on top of other, other issues. It is. Right? It so, is. so like, you just don't have a choice. And so what are you going to do? Accept them or reject them and rejecting them means they'll go- they're gone. They're gone. And- they're gone. And that, that, um, the damage that that creates, mm-hmm. um, is a lot of times, irreparable. Right. Right. Um, I've seen it. I've seen it in adults. Right. I mean, we have, because we're of that generation where Mm -hmm. I think we, you know, we definitely probably see more of that than we do the other. Um, and I think that that's also why, you know, you and I both have friends who came out much later in life, Mm -hmm. um, than, um, you know, kids are coming out now. So yes, I think that that, there are a couple, a couple shifts and you've, you know, you've mentioned them. The one is realizing that, um, you know, we're not here to say you're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a lawyer. This is, we are here to recognize what their inherent strengths are, who they authentically are, and then help them, you know, grow as that person right? Like that's our job. Our job is to love them unconditionally. Our job is to make sure they are safe. Our job is to affirm who they are. And, and those things are going to equal not just a relationship with them, 
for the rest of our lives. Um, but like a really cool relationship, like a yes. deep, meaningful relationship as opposed to, oh, I've got to go see my mom. Like, oh, right. I know so many adults that say that, like, yeah, I got to go see my parents or I got to go see his parents or whatever. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And every time you hear that, aren't you like, I never want my kids to say that, right? Like that is what we are. That is what we have the opportunity to cultivate now. And so I think, okay, here we have the tools available to us mm-hmm. and it's again it's going to be uncomfortable it's going to be messy you're going to mess up but it is far better to mess up trying mm-hmm. than it is to like stay in this like rigid place where you're like well i'm so afraid of what's here here right mm-hmm. be messy mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and i think that you know you're talking about you know we read the books what to expect when you're expecting and that sort of thing and the very first thing on the very first page should be you are not going to give birth to a mini me you will not the, in fact this child will challenge you in ways you never expected and make you face your issues because there is no other relationship that's going to do that for you, right? That nope. in that way, right? Correct. The way our kids show up is an invitation to for us to heal ourselves and our issues because what they're bringing up and when that's a trigger and an issue for me, it means that I've got something in me that needs to be healed, yep. right? And so- Absolutely. Yeah. So that's what this is about. And they come through you. They do not belong to you. And, and if, you know- uh, being an, uh, being an LGBTQ person is who they authentically are, then that's what you got. So and you may need some help through it. And that's what you do as well. Right. And that's what I do as well. Absolutely. And, and, and um, the reason is because if you don't, we will lose them either to suicide or because they've rejected us. So like, I just want everyone to hear that. Right. Yeah. It's so important. And do you want a child who denies who they are because they are too afraid to tell you? Can you imagine living a lie all of your life because you don't want your parents to reject you? I mean, that is also a truth. It is a very big truth and it's a very powerful truth um, to really consider what that means. And, um, you know, for anybody who's had any kind of, you know, developmental trauma or um, any kind of, you know, learning about how all of these things work and had to heal some things, right. You understand that bond, how strong that bond is and how hard you work to keep that parent bond. And so a, a child is more likely if they think you will reject them, if they think that you will not love them anymore, they are more likely to just live a lie. Yeah. That is the choice they will make. And do we want that? Mm. No, of course we don't. In our heart of hearts. No, we do not. In our heart of hearts. You know, even if you say, yep, nope, not on my watch in your heart of hearts. Think about when you held your baby for the first time, you wanted the world for them. And if you need to go back there, go back there. Remember that baby that is still the little human who you have. This human is just breathing their own into their own life. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So, okay. So let's, you know, what we've sort of danced around it. We've talked about my, (laughs) my, my thing. Um, Okay. Here's what I want to know. A couple of things. Can you, and maybe this is a little late in the program to to ask you this, but can you define LGBTQIA plus? Let's just do that. 
quickly because I think that is helpful. Uh, Absolutely. The IA, I'm not sure. The IA, well, I it's very confusing for those who are don't do this every day, right? right. And who are not in the community. So it is totally okay to ask that. And I think it's the, you know, you'll notice that my, my podcast is LGBTQ and yeah. I have since added IA plus be not to the podcast, but to my writings, because that is now kind of the updated mm. way. And it's really just trying to be as inclusive as possible of all orientations and identities. So it stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. Sorry. <laughs> I wrote it down, so I'm following you, along. Yeah, right? my note. Yeah. I know, right? Uh queer. Yep. Intersex. Asexual. And then plus stand now people. Some people say Q is for questioning. I um I tend to go with queer. Yeah. That's it's just traditionally meant queer. Queer, exactly. Yeah. Um, Which is how some people like to 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 identify as, right? Correct. And, and I have some friends that don't say gay, lesbian. They're just like, yeah, I'm queer. I'm queer. Yes. And I think that is very much of like our kids' generation for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, and I've yeah. talked to my my kids about this and how it is used and how, and it is one of those words that as a straight cisgender person, I cannot say, I I, it is not proper for me to use that word. Like I describing somebody, unless they have, you know, explicitly given you permission, you do not call Good somebody queer. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a distinction, um, as a total and complete aside, but I am going to plug this a little bit. I just wrote a 50 page ebook on how to use every single word phrase, um, and thought within like all pronouns, um, words Ooh. not to use phrases to use the whole nine yards. Um, I'm literally uploading it onto my site today. So it is going to be available for everyone who has, I mean, we all have questions on how to use all these words and what they mean. So, um, the other interesting fact that I just love, and I think this is why intersex has been added, um, and that intersex people are beginning, there's beginning to be a lot more understanding around what intersex is. The statistic, Can interestingly enough. What is it? Sure. So an intersex person is um, a person who, um, as simply as possible, is born with biologically both. Oh, both. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Right. Okay. So it can be, and sometimes one is more prominent than the other, but essentially right. at birth, it's decided their gender, right? Gotcha. Instead oh, yes. of embracing that they are an right. intersex person. And the statistic, which I think is so fascinating, is that the number of people born intersex is statistically the same as the number of people born with naturally red hair. Whoa. I know. My son is naturally red hair. Not, not the one I've been talking about, but my other son. Anyway, that's, that's, that's <laughs> See? so interesting. So, yeah. So I mean, not that you think. So more than you think. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's something that's not talked about, right? That's not, and there's not been a lot of understanding. And so I think there are, in recent years has been a lot more research and people are talking 
to, you know, to share and to understand and, you know, all of these pieces. So, um, I and do I believe see a lot of, sorry to interrupt you. I, mm-hmm. I see a lot of shame yeah. would come out of that, right. A lot of shame Correct. and embarrassment, um, you know, as a mom and then the, the child, um, yeah, I, that would, that, that's a tough, that's a tough road. And to put it in the, in the, the term that you just said, like, look, it's like having red hair. Whoa. That's, and, and by the way, when my son was born with red hair, it really surprised us. So, <laughs> like, like, where now, did that come from? Yeah. And totally. My husband was like, yeah, where did it come from? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, okay. So then the A, is that the opposite of that? Um, no, actually, so intersex would be, um, is, is gender related, biological okay. gender, okay. um, A is asexual. So that is, um, or eh, some people say a gender, but I believe asexual. So asexual is, um, orientation. So no attraction. No. So it's your attraction, like who you love, right? Mm-hmm. Like I can't remember what you said earlier, but it was so spot on. Oh, um, uh, uh, gender is who oh, you go to bed as, and your orientation uh, is who do you go, but who do you go to bed with? Yes. Yeah. So this Neither is of which is anybody's business, by the way. Correct. Uh, just want to say, happens. yeah, yeah. Really? Anyway, that's yeah. what we're working toward. But yes, yeah, so it is um, neither. neither. So asexual, um, yeah. So not a, a orientation of. And so, hmm, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. 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 So, Thank you for it. explaining that. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's say you have a child that you think might be gay. I'm going to ask you two questions. Okay. You have a child that you think might be gay. What should you do? And second question is if your child comes to you and says they are gay and I'm using gay as the blanket term, right? It could be right. Uh, because not all trans are gay. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So let's just say gay and insert whatever. Um, what, what do you do in either case? You think your child might be gay and your child tells you that you're gay. How should you respond to either of those? those. Okay. So if you think that your child might be gay, um, or any other, beautiful orientation or identity, um, Mm. you can a begin to educate yourself. Mm. Um, so you are better prepared. Um, but B you need to let them come to you. Um, Mm. as much as you might want to be like, I know you are just tell me, right. Um, you've got to let them come to you. That's really, really important for, um, communication for trust, um, you know, for a lot of different pieces. And I know that's kind of hard. Um, but I mean, those are, those are things you can do to kind of occupy your time, um, while you, you know, kind of wait and you can certainly like provide ample opportunity for them to come to you, to let them know that you are a safe space, um, that your home is a safe space, Mm -hmm. but, asking them flat out is not something that I recommend. Okay. Uh, so that is the because first. they just might not be ready because they might not be you ready. might embarrass them. It might be coming out of nowhere for them. Right. <laughs> like, well, not- exactly. I mean, they may still be and because there are, I mean, this is a whole nother piece, but there are stages of coming out. And yeah, by the yeah. time that your child 
comes out to you, they're already halfway through those stages. There are six stages. And so your child needs to go through those stages at their own pace. Um, and really, so if you kind of catch them and they're, they're still all the way back here, they're going to be like, Whoa, what, you know, I mean, there could be a variety of reactions and, you know, depending on their age as well, okay. So okay. developmentally where they are. Um, when your child comes out to you, uh, the number one most important thing that you can do is love them unconditionally. Mm. I mean, really, there's no like magic words to say, or um, mm. as long as they know that they are loved truly unconditionally, which is not, I love you, but right. Not, I love you, even though, right. It is, I love you period. Mm -hmm. All of you, every piece of you inside and out mm. period. And that is really, I mean, that sounds simple. It's a lot harder to do. Mm. Surprisingly um, harder. Yeah. And then is, you go educate I, yourself and then you go educate. <laughs> well, I mean, I have a whole list of like the, you know, the 10 things that are really, really important, but that is my top number one, one, because it is so vitally important because if you do not do that, nothing else matters. Right. So, um, that is really, really important. And then, you know, we talked about this earlier, providing a safe space for them. Like mm -hmm. that is, these are our, like just base level, you know, jobs is providing a safe home for them someplace where they know that they can come and yeah. just be themselves and be messy. Without and, judgment, without, without criticism, without lecturing and punishments, like, just Without shame. Let's just, what do you need from me? How can I support you? Right. Yep, that's you know, exactly when, when, it. when my son told me, I just said, okay, thank you for telling me. Thank you for telling me. Perfect thing to say. Yeah. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing this with me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What an honor that is. Right. I mean, think about it for your kid to share that with you. That is huge, huge, yeah. huge. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah, it, it, and I felt so honored to be able to have that moment with him, like in truth, like yeah. to, to see my boy come to me and be vulnerable in that way and say, like, this is this is my truth. Right. And that he came to me, you know, he didn't come to my husband, which I understand, you know, because he knows I'm squishy and lovey right. and like, you know, all that kind all that kind of stuff. Right. right. I love, I love, love. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. As you know, and um and so like to give that to him, I just, it makes me want to cry right now because I know. it's just really beautiful to have that moment and to sort of like, it was only the two of us that existed in that moment, you know, oh, yeah. and, uh, that was really beautiful. And like, that's, that's, that's what we want, you know, that's just, oh. anyway, I, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty special. And I know you know, you and I come from, and I'm going to age us maybe, and I, I don't know how old you are, but you know, we come <laughs> from the era of the Ellen first kiss. We come from the era of AIDS. Yeah. You know, so there, there are fears there that we, um, you know, that, that are sort of innate in us that maybe are subconscious too. Right. So that's why that education piece is so, is so important, you know? Well, um, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't think you were going to make me cry, but you made me, well, you didn't make me do anything. Nobody can make you do anything. What am I saying? That's I'm right. blaming you for nothing. Um, um, this is, 
you know, it is, you're talking about our kids and that's, and that's my soft spot. Like that is just, you know, that is, they're my favorite people, even, even when they are driving me crazy, even when they are challenging me, even when, you know, my 17 year old says, no, you can't tell me what to do anymore. I'm 17. Um, let's talk about that but anyway oh so, my gosh look at the at the end of the day we want to love our kids give them that safe place and again having people like you who have blazed a trail for us who you know who are just catching up is so helpful and I just want to say again thank you for what you're doing. The world is truly a better place because you're in it. And I say that like with my full heart. And I want to also thank you for what you have for our listeners, which is a list of resources and a list of what to say, what to say when your child comes out to you and those resources that you're going to include you know, it just helps for us to know more. And if this is foreign to you, you know, do yourself a favor and get educated so that you can honor who your child really is. And that is so important. It's so important. If those statistics we shared aren't enough, you, you, you know, I don't know what, what else to say. (laughs) Right. It's, it's, um, it's real, real. right. It's real. And, and even if your child, um, isn't, or doesn't ever come out, it is, great to just be educated and to understand because if if your child isn't they likely have a friend who is so and just kind of learning how to not only you know kind of give your child the resources to be a good ally but for yourself to be a good ally is so vitally important so yeah so true so true right it's about modeling it as well it is. Yeah. <laughs> Modeling it for tolerance, for acceptance as, as, as a worldwide community. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I love that. Well, that's a beautiful way yeah. to end this episode on. Thank you for being here again, Bye. Heather Hester, you were wonderful. Um, and, uh, and, and again, I just, uh, I really appreciated you listening to me and my story and, and thank you for your support too. It's, uh, it's helpful. We all, you know, we all need support. We do. So all of us do. And that's why, I mean, you're so wonderful. And I always look forward to when we chat because it is just, you know, we all need each other and that's really important. So thank you for what you're doing and kind of giving this platform for all of us. I mean, this is really, really important stuff. So. Yeah, it is really important. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Heather. And by the way, um, I don't want to brag, but both of us are on podcast magazines list of top moms in podcasting. Yes, um, we are. So I'm lucky number 13. I think you're, you're like number seven on the list or six. I, I know. So you beat me out, but that's, that's, but it's all good. It's all We're good. both on there. That's all that matters. And I was, so, I know, I was so excited. I was like, "Look at us! Great, oh, love it!" All right, Heather, you can you can see how awesome she is, clearly. So, uh, and your your podcast will not disappoint. Absolutely not. And I, like I said, I've been on it. So there you go. Yes, you have. <laughs> Look for Robin's episode. Yes, yes. I'll put so a link fun. in the show notes. How about that? Okay, let's That's do that. All right, perfect. All Thanks right. everybody for listening. Have a great day. Bye for now. 
Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and connection.